Ladies and gentlemen, your host for the third annual Which Game First Firsties Awards, Celeste DeAngelis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third annual Firstie Awards, where we rank the best of the games we've reviewed. That puts over 120 games into contention for these awards. And without any further ado, let's begin. And here to present our first category is Evan. Thank you, Celeste. It's a pleasure to be here today. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah. The first category is Best Icebreaker or Party Game. This award goes to the game that is quick and easy to play in a casual setting. The nominees are Blockbuster, Clickbait, Dizzle, Sushi Go and Twinkle. And this year's firstie goes to. Wait, and this year's firstie, let's do. Can we get a drum roll oh, or something? Are you slapping your bare chest over there? Yeah, it's a touch of King Kong action. I love it. You didn't want to bang the table. I respect that. And the first D for best icebreaker party game goes to Sushi Go! Congratulations, Sushi Go! Sushi Go! Go get that sushi! Quick! A delightful card game from the folks at GameRight. Congratulations, GameRight, on your wonderful game, Sushi Go. We had a lot of fun playing it, and it is practically the perfect party game and icebreaker game. Officials! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Official! <laughs> Which game first seal of approval? The first season award for Stamp. best icebreaker or party game. Yay, Sushi Go! Woo-hoo. Gosh, They're I love so playing this game. Cute little sushis. It's so fun to eat sushi with smiles on it, right? <laughs> you don't get to eat it. You just get to starve when you're watching the game and all these cute sushis going by. It's one of those uh, rare games, uh, food games, that I don't mind playing because it doesn't make me that hungry because sushi's so healthy. And I try to avoid collecting the desserts because those do make me hungry. Mm-hmm. But pudding mm-hmm. collection is part of the game, though. If you have to collect enough pudding in order to not get negative points, right, Mike? Oh, God. And Celeste, you did not hesitate <laughs> on getting those desserts in the game. I remember you won because of your dessert collection. Yeah, because there's a lot of points attached to those desserts, and they're delicious. It's true, but I collect them with my eyes shut, so I don't look at them. Uh, (laughs) Smart, smart. This game is a ton of fun to play online, too, at Board Game Arena. If you guys want to check it out, play it there first, but I really want to get my hands on a deck, an actual deck of this Sushi Go game. So now that it's won our awards, I am officially putting it on the Which Game First acquisitions list. I'll play. Must Mm -hmm. own a personal copy. You can also look for a Sushi Go party. What? Oh. What? What? What, what is it? Uh, sushi Go party allows more players to play. You can actually get two to eight players to go instead of Ooh. like just up to five. Eight mm. players? That's a lot of sushi. And it's pretty much simultaneous still, right? So it probably doesn't slow the game down that much. Probably. I haven't played party yet, so I want to try it out next time. Yeah, we're going to try it soon. The mega platter of sushi. <laughs> <laughs> the party platter. The sushi party platter. The sushi party platter. That's Ooh, what they should have called lo- it. Yeah, totally. All right. <laughs> congratulations, Sushi Go. Yay. And now for the category of best art and presentation. 
this award goes to the game that shows the most engaging or compelling use of art and its components, and the presentation immediately brings you into the game. And the nominees are Cloudspire, Everdell, <laughs> On Mars. <laughs> Pax Pamir. I say. Yes, sir. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> no, yes, sir, he's right. And Spirit Island. And the winner is Pax Pamir, second edition by Whirligig Games. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Pax Pamir. Boy, this is my personal favorite for this year. I fully, fully enjoyed this game from the beautiful burgundy color on the box (laughs) that was so prestigious looking. I thought it was both dated and classy, (laughs) uh, along with the font and wow, the art. I was just feeling that uh, that clothy board. Yeah, the clothy board and the the ceramic looking pieces. Oh, yes, those ceramic the metal coin that we got with it. It all came together to make it feel like an artful game. The game felt like a, you're playing with a piece of art. It was the kind of game where, and we're LARPers, you could bring that game to a LARP and be in the LARP playing the game and you would not know that this was outside the LARP. And each of those pieces of art on those cards, there were so many cards with individual unique art and every single one of them looked like an interesting character that I would want to have in my movie about the great game. I really like the chunky clay looking pieces, the ones that were just like look like an old school like eraser. And there were so many of them. And they had intricate carvings in them. Yeah. It was just really super neat. Congratulations, Pax Pamir, second edition by Whirligig Games for best art and presentation. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and now for best educational game in science or history. This award goes to the game which promotes education and learning through gaming. And our nominees are... Ecos, First Continent. Mariposas. Flutter, 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 flutter. Oceans. Pax Pamir. Oh, I And Periodic, a game of the elements. And the winner of Best Educational Game goes to Periodic. A what? Game of the Ge- Elements by Genius Games. Genius. genius. It's genius. <laughs> <laughs> the key thing for me is with the educational being a chemist and all, which is exciting mm-hmm. to see them actually teaching the atomic properties. Like, oh, when you're going this way, your atomic size is going up. And you're just learning because it's fun to actually play the game, too. Because you're trying to collect sets and you're like, oh, which way do I need to go? I need to go this way to get to where I want to go. And why is that? Oh, because the, the atomic number is going down. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship of how the how the periodic table placement of each element is related to each other 
if I ever learned it, boy, did I forget it. So I right. was, that was definitely the most fascinating part for me. Like moving, how genius is it that you move your piece in relation to how these elements relate to each other on the board? It was, that is truly genius. That's a really cool visual way to give you some of the basics of how that the periodic table works and why things are arranged the way they are. Yeah, it was really hard getting to the places I needed to get to. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's what the ancient alchemists had a problem with, you know. They, it's really hard to turn lead to gold. Yeah. Now that we've mastered it, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it seems simple. <laughs> it's, it seems a lot simpler now. <laughs> Congratulations. Periodic, a game of the elements. Winner of the first E for best educational game. Okay, everybody. Now it's time for one of my favorite categories, the best strategy game. This award goes to the games that keep you up late at night wondering what strategy you'll try next. All right. And the nominees are Brass Birmingham. Cloud Spire, Oceans Deluxe Edition, On Mars, and Potion Explosion. And the winner for Best Strategy Game goes to Oceans Deluxe Edition by North Star Games. Congratulations, oh. North Star. What a great oh game. Oh, my God. It was so cool. Best Gosh, strategy. What great... Why? What were you strategizing in Oceans? It, to me, it was the combos. Like getting those, those two different uh, new species together that really play really well off of each other and create an almost unbreakable bond between each other. It was so cool. And it's not just your species, it's what the other species are out there. It's like, yeah, my guy feeding out really. Whoa, what's that predator doing over there next door? I got to watch out about that now. That's right. Beware who's to your left. Beware who's to your right. Yeah, the relationships between your neighbor's animals. Yep. And Mm -hmm. not just a neighbor player, but actually each animal's neighbor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. You could put something next to something else that's going to be a predator that eats the one you put in there in the first place. So you got to be got to be mindful of your board and everybody else's board at the same time and beware extinction you have to have at least Uh, one population on each fish species that you're going to try to maintain or else you're going to lose you lose your animals beware and one thing that really made this game awesome is that with any strategy you need something that's going to upset people's long-term strategy so there was a deck of unique cards from the deep ocean that were like scary leviathans and and some kind of a few of them were were more like uh, imaginary, you know, made up species of animals. But throwing them into the mix with these real uh, evolutionary creatures was awesome. And I like the game had two different gears. Like you start off, you're you're just you're like, ah, oh, yes, we're just evolutionary. And we're building up our species, and then the Cambian explosion oh, comes yeah. down. Yeah, they are right. kicking into high gear. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Congratulations to Oceans, the deluxe edition by North Star Games, winner of our firstie for best strategy game. Yeah. And now for the award for the best themed game. This award goes to the game whose theme was best executed throughout its narrative, flavor, rules, components, 
and mechanics. And the nominees are Bad Doctor. Hand me the song. <laughs> Everdell. Jaws. King's Dilemma. Your Majesty. <laughs> and Cat Lady. <laughs> and the winner is King's Dilemma. Your Majesty. By Horrible Guild. <laughs> I'm role playing here. Oh my gosh, the role playing. I don't know if we ever played a board game before that had so many role playing opportunities. Yeah. It was our most popular pullout of the year. We heard the most yes. feedback on that pullout. How much people loved our King's Dilemma pullout in our in that episode where we reviewed the game. Oh yeah. It was great between Celeste and Mike. Yes, and I yelled at Ed. Oh, I'm role playing here. <laughs> well, he tried to interrupt me to get in some rules. I, I felt like there was just enough information on your character to let you have enough rope to really role play it out. And there's so much hidden information that they only give you a little bit of information and let you run with it because you have to figure out part of the game as you play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everybody else's secret agendas and so forth. You, you don't know who's being honest with their role playing, who's covering something up. There's secret agendas. And plus, there's a story being told purely of your own making because your decision directly impacts what happens in the game. Right. You have to consider what's good for the kingdom, but what, at the detriment of your own house? That's, whoa, whoa, whoa. A, that's a real tough decision, set of decisions to make. Yeah, and the decisions you're making now uh, are really long-term because this game's legacy. So, yes. Well, mm-hmm, it yes. has legacy elements, and it could come back to bite you mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. three <laughs> sessions later. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, remember that guy? Yeah, he was in the first episode. Oh, here he comes. Yeah. This is going to be no. trouble. Yeah. Remember those weapons we allocated to the forces to the north? Oh, they're oh, using them it. against us now. Yeah, yeah oh. now they're a militia against us stealing our money. Great. Yeah. Good choice. Yep. Maybe we should have made some weapon. Yeah, we yeah. sent the Darn. north. Oh, four, four sessions not, later. Your Majesty, we have everything in hand. We're making all the choices. The kingdom's fine. Oh, what are we going to do? Yeah, we li- limited provisions four sessions ago. Now everybody has starved to death. Yeah, that's, that's one of the fun things about this game is that you're actually not playing the kings and queens of your areas. You're kind of advisors that are right. advising the current king. Yeah. Well, the small council, we have the real power. The king is just a figurehead. That's right. <laughs> yep. Kings come and go, but we lasted on. So much right. fun. So much fun. The winner of the first tee for the best themed game this year is King's Dilemma by Horrible Guild. Congratulations, King's Dilemma. The next category is Best Archaeological Find. These are games more than 25 years old. The version we played had to have been over 25 years old to be considered for this category. And the nominees are Can't Stop, Contract Bridge, Nefetafel, and Mahjong. Click, clack, click, clack, click, 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 click. And the winner for Best Archaeological Find goes to Can't Stop. Can't Stop! Don't forget the exclamation point. Oh, is there an exclamation point? Can't Stop! <laughs> From 
Parker Brothers, surprisingly. Yeah. Parker, <laughs> Brothers. Parker Brothers. Brothers game. We yeah, gave an award to Parker Brothers? Doesn't that seem unusual? <laughs> <laughs> it is a little unusual. I can't believe book. Parker Brothers won an award. This game is shockingly addictive. <laughs> <laughs> and I had never played it before this year. And no, I hadn't either. I came across it in, of all places, on yukata.de Sparhawk Sparhawk (laughs) and it looked like the simplest of games I'm like I picked it deliberately because it looked simple I'll be honest Mm -hmm. and it was just okay it's like your mountain climber's got to get to the top but it's a total push your luck game roll the dice either you get a number that got an open spot or you don't how Mm. are you ever going to stop rolling the dice you can't (laughs) and it's your pure pressure luck game oh yeah pure and you are so tempted to, yeah, I can't stop now. I'm only one place away from winning. That's right. I don't feel like it's press your luck because I'm just going to keep rolling until I can't roll anymore. <laughs> well, that, that, that'll get you to a point. I'll never win. <laughs> exactly. It's not press your luck, it's must your luck. Must, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope for your luck, right. <laughs> and just to be clear, it's not on Yukata anymore somehow. I got the must have lost the license or something, but you can find it on Board Game Arena. So it is available on BGA. And of course, you can buy a copy there all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. used and that sort of thing. Lots of love for this game online. And you're rolling dice. I mean, dice and press yeah. your luck. Right, Celeste? Yeah, I mean, come can't on. beat it. Congratulations, Parker Brothers, for Can't <laughs> Stop winning Best Archaeological Find this year. And now, for the first best online game, this award goes to the game that translated best and was even improved from its physical counterpart. And our nominees are... Can't Up! Carcassonne! Through the Ages, a new story of civilization. Thunderstone! And Twin Tin Bots! And the winner... A best online game goes to Through the Ages, a new story of civilization <laughs> by Check Games Edition. Charge! <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna let you finish, Ed. I'm gonna let you finish, but Carcassonne forever. <laughs> <laughs> So we played a lot of online games this year, more than we normally would because of, well, COVID. Yep. Yeah. And it gave us an opportunity to look at a lot of different games, you know, how they play online versus, you know, how they might have played, you know, physically. And in, in some, some of these games that we played online only this year, we kind of wish we saw were physical, but some games were just better because it kept track of things or you didn't have so many fiddly bits. And I think through the ages, <laughs> were truly improved on online because there's so many little pieces you have to move and keeping track of all the little resources that you're doing and all that was automatically tracked by the app. And it, and it truly cut the game time in half. Yeah, we'll just say uh, that the live version, as gorgeous as it is with all the cards, is not cat-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a cat-friendly pass, scale, it is very high up on the unfriendly not, side. Yeah. Does yeah. not pass the cat drop test. No. <laughs> I, I still want to make that, that chart where it shows like a cat friendliness level for each game. Not only does it organize the pieces on the board, 
but it also keeps track of what your options are, which in this game, you have a lot of options that you can do each turn. And uh, narrowing that down for you in a, in a visual manner is really makes this game amazing online. Another thing, if you like to kind of like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Let me take back my move. <laughs> the online version actually allows you to do that without screwing things up. <laughs> yeah. Because you did that in person, trying to go take back no way. I meant to do this instead. <sighs> yeah. No, it. man. I, I keep a track of what you fiddled with and what you didn't fiddle and where it was before the start of turn. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations to Through the Ages, a new story of civilization by Czech Games Edition for best online game. And now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> turn up turn up your volume, folks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the music is trombone. For this Mike, you have to go. You have to go. It's now for the first time. Oh, right. I'm the one reading it. You're the one making all these sound effects. You're the one who has to be in there talking. Okay, everybody. Now we come to one of my favorite, probably the best category in this entire show. It is the firsty worsty. <laughs> All year I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> this um award goes to the game that simply has no good reason to keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the best move being to bury it deep in the ground, never to be found again. All right. The nominees are... Arctia. (laughs) (laughs) Captain W. Kid. Oi, oi, mate. Captain Man. Where's my bag? (laughs) Dark and dangerous skies. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nothing here, Captain. (laughs) In space, no one can hear you. Yawn. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Good grief. Yeah, good, <laughs> good <laughs> grief. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and, and last but not least, King Kong Game. <laughs> King Kong? Really? King Kong Is game. this what you're down to these days? <laughs> it's not even King Kong the game. It's King Kong Game. All right, we're going to talk about all these games just because. Yeah, we have yeah. to. We can't let any of this slide. The most prestigious awards we give out each year are the Firsty Worsty and Game of the Year. So <laughs> let's talk about all of these nominees. Arctia. Oh, I would oh rather boy. be in the Frozen Tundra than play this Frozen Tundra game. It's set on an ice moon and you have to build these shelters called Moonglues. Moonglues. Some made-up name for these things, I think. I think it's a takeoff of Igloo, but on a moon, so it's on a the flugel floor yeah. mm-hmm. in the Google Blue. <laughs> I mean, you can't even imagine how sloppy this theme was because you took spaceships to this this planet, but you all decided to land on the same spot on the planet, and yeah. you're one ice sheet, <laughs> like one <laughs> one little ice sheet. But you flew there, so why couldn't you just move to another part of the island instead of? Oh, are you detail. saying that this game is not um is it theme does not inform play? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, place your giant donut on this ice planet. Yeah, that, that really informed play. At least they used hexes. Okay. Okay. I give them that. But man, it was it was almost impossible, even with the playing it online and the computer locking the rules for us to tell what actually would score you points or get you eliminated from the game. 
until yeah, you place no. your piece and found out that you're out. Yeah, that you're completely <laughs> right. eliminated. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, now Captain W. Kid. Oh, boy. Yarg, indeed. Yarg. Cap- more like Captain W. Confusion. <laughs> it's a- when you cannot tell which way a piece is facing forward versus backwards, you know you have a problem with the game. Especially when facing is so important in this game, because apparently you have to be behind somebody to take their piece off the board. Yeah. And the tracks of the piece don't quite line up with the, sh- mo- with the, with the tracks on the ship. You're on the deck of a <laughs> ship, and you have to move it a certain way, but you can't really tell which way is forward versus backwards. And the board itself, okay, this is an old-fashioned <laughs> ship, right? And yet the board is covered with these weird looking tubes and circles that makes it look like there's a giant vacuum cleaner laying on the deck. (laughs) (laughs) They had vacuum cleaners in the 17th and 18th century. And and the theme is, I guess, you're supposed to be like in a pirate fight on the ship, but you're characters can't choose which direction they go in. They have to just keep moving in the same direction along this predetermined path on the ship. Yeah, it's like a conveyor deck. belt they're on or something. Yeah. And 180 turns are right out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't just you can't turn around and go the other direction. <laughs> it's like in Zoolander when they, they said, uh, he's just a dumb kid from Jersey who can't hang a Louie. I can't turn left. <laughs> I'm not an ambi-turner. Okay. I'm not an ambi-turner. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. dark and dangerous skies. Oh, boy. I mean, <sighs> well, this game had problems. Um... How did it look? <laughs> if there was I mean, such a thing as a one-dimensional look to a game, this had it. Yeah, one, one piece of pixelated clip art. One piece for oh. everybody's board, playboard. One piece yeah. of pixelated art, which made no sense. It was a <laughs> ship, like a small view inside a spaceship with a fire burning behind it. <laughs> There's an active fire inside the ship. Yeah. And a chimney. <laughs> and you're in space, but you had to go along three predetermined paths that all you did was roll a die to tell you which direction you're going to go in. Right. And, and the path, mind you, are, are represented just by a circle representing your planet and like a, a couple of dashes next to it. Say, oh, these are the paths you can come into it. These little, these little dashes. So if oh, the game board represents 100% of the game space, the piece, mm-hmm. the, the, the markings on the board represented maybe 15%, and <laughs> 85% of the board was vast and empty, zero going Which could be on theme, but okay. Except for the part where the there was a big thing that said copyright, you yeah. know. <laughs> That's right. You got the name of the game and the uh, copyright information. Yeah, and the designer on the board. Why? Why? Yeah. I mean, it's space, so I can understand a little bit of negative space in there to make you feel empty and alone, but then you're yanked right out of the game by having the publisher's name printed on the board in the middle of space. But the best, best, best part of this game is if you you come to a point where your victory conditions, you've lost them, yet you must continue to play the game, even though there's no chance of victory. That's That's the seal. That's what made it to this list. All right. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm. Well. Good grief, indeed. Good grief. We all watched that cartoon as a kid, and they turned it into a board game at some point. But why? But why? It's it's your your classic kind of like, oh, roll and go, no race game, and it has a deck of cards, and one of the cards 
almost as you win on it. Oh, yeah. So let's draw that top deck in the first turn. <clears throat> I, it was a legitimate <laughs> win. It was a legitimate win. <laughs> yeah. It sure was. It's, it's not contested. Nope. No, this is just a skin on top of a standard roll and move. Right. Yeah. There is nothing special about it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's an infinite board that you walk around until you collect enough candy to go to the end, and then you have to roll the exact number to get to the end. Another component we love in our game. Oh, I hate it so much. If it did not (laughs) have the licensing for a couple of Charlie Brown pictures... Honest to goodness drawings from Charles Schultz, no one would have ever bought the game. No. No. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's arguable whether this even was a game. It barely met the requirements. <laughs> the last one is King Kong Game. And just when you thought Great Pumpkin was bad. All right. So 1966 was the year, and there was a cartoon on television called King Kong, apparently, <laughs> that nobody watched, or I don't know, Celeste, you may have some memory of it. What? What? But, How come you're singling me out? Uh, <laughs> just re- <laughs> I'm reflecting that I think you brought up in the episode that you recalled maybe seeing that <clears throat> cartoon. <laughs> yeah, no, it, probably not. It just looks like every sl- other sloppily drawn, ha- you know, slapdash 60s Saturday morning cartoon. Yep, Grape Ape, but, yeah, yep. <laughs> you know. The, the, the main thing I think about this game is that, it, hey... I did not know that cartoon existed. That's the only thing this game taught me. <laughs> the only surprising thing. Right, because the, the object of the game is to walk your your token from the ship to the grass hut. Yeah. And what that has to do with <laughs> King Kong or anything, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, not sure why King Kong's on his way to the grass hut as a victory condition. And you have two ways to get there. You can take the normal long path and just roll your dice and move along. Nothing happens. Or you can try the shortcuts. Ooh in which you might have to get sent backwards, right, Mike? Uh, <laughs> don't land on the triangles. Yeah. They send you back. That's right. Shortcuts are short, but triangles on the shortcut are worse. Yes. Oh, my God. The terror of the triangle. The dangers of the triangle in the, jun- in the jungle. Yeah. I ended up back at the start play when oh. uh, I think Celeste finally yeah, won the game. Yeah, the game, game. was over. Yes. Ed was on the first square. <laughs> I, I took the long route. Every time I took zero shortcuts because I wanted to see, make it a test to see if we could actually, someone could win by going the, the safe route the whole way. And basically not playing a game, just rolling a die. That's all that happens. In that. I honestly have trouble imagining a game where the theme fits worse to inform play than this game. It would have been better as an abstract. You're right. <laughs> Arctia gave it a good run. That's for Arctia sure. Was, I, I'd say if that was a category, Arctia would be in second place and King Kong game would be in first. Yeah, best game for theme, not informing play. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the winner for the firsty worsty is... It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray? Yes. By Sababa Toys Inc. Wah, wah, oh yeah, Sababa Toys Inc. Although yeah. when we when we talked about it on the episode, it said uncredited. I think people were trying to hide the fact that they. Made oh, this. interesting. Yeah, yeah, no one want. Yeah, you, you gotta love games where no one wants the credit. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> no, you do have yeah. to congratulate it be, because it finally is getting the recognition it deserves. <laughs> that is yeah. <laughs> the award for first D worsty. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Congratulations. 
And now, for the category we've all been waiting for, which was firsties, worsties, come on. (laughs) Game of the Year. (laughs) Was that too much fanfare? I I loved it. I loved it. What are you talking about? Wait, this is a game that was published within the last 24 months, excluding games that are reprints or new editions of older games. And the nominees are King's Dilemma. Everything's fine, Your Majesty. Oceans. I can't make a dolphin noise. (laughs) That was good. Better than my horse, huh? (laughs) <laughs> Parks. That's a lovely picnic basket. <laughs> and the crew, the quest for Planet Nine. I thought you would have Ground to Mission Control, over. So these games, King's Dilemma. King's Dilemma for overall game. Why, guys? It's a game that has so much going for it. It's really a thinking person's game. It's got all that role-playing opportunity that's in there. And it's for people who have, you know, some experience with these components of the game. And it's designed for them. And I think it hits all of those sweet spots. Uh, For me, it was almost the opposite in the sense of I thought people who were not that familiar with games could jump into this pretty quickly because the basic mechanic it's just voting. Mm-hmm. And I, I think everybody can figure out, hey, I got one vote. Do I want this? It's, uh, it's basically an A or B choice. It's, am I going to vote yay or nay? And that's pretty easy to teach. And new players just coming in will notice that whatever they did during the course of the game doesn't make them feel like they lost or won so much because there's it's such a long-term game and they could be winning. They just don't know what the results are going to be. So nobody feels bad about playing this game even if they're new. This game has the potential to be as long and rewarding as like a full RPG campaign. Mm -hmm. All right, Oceans. I mean, overall, the beauty of this game and the cleverness of the design is just a perfect match. Yeah, it's just fun to be creating species and trying new things. And whether you know it or not, you're actually learning things about how things evolve, how they migrate. What, what, did, mm-hmm. what did things eat? How did they survive? Okay, and parks. Gorgeous. I mean, parks is just that beautiful, gorgeous art. And yes, it does. And I loved the linear layout of the pieces. As you journey through the park, they have a line. The game offers the picture of your journey in a line, and I really liked that. The, the linear layout was clever. And I'm really warming to the idea of these games that are sort of not as mean and competitive and dark. Like, this one has just a really light feel of hiking through the park, and it's relaxing. And even though you're competing, you don't feel at each other's throat. Because you're going on a nice little trip to the park. <laughs> One of the 59 parks with a distinguished historical park. So you get to learn something and have fun while you're doing it. That's a, that's a win-win for me. And the crew, the quest for Planet Nine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> wow. A game that we thought we should have been really good at together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a cooperative game. We thought for sure. No problem. I know. 
and our history of being able to play bridge with one another and being able to communicate information on a very limited basis, you thought that that would play to our advantage. Because we're pretty good at the wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, right. You got this, right? Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we did very poorly, though, the game had a, a simplicity that, that really drew you in quickly, but still had enough complexity to make you want to play it again. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played a game that wanted that I wanted to play immediately again so much because I'm like, no, 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 I get it. All right, no, let's do this. <laughs> I'm gonna, right. This is going to this time. The mission is definitely going to succeed. Yep. And just when you think you got it, the next mission throws a monkey wrench in there for you. That's right. They get more. Yeah. The ramping difficulty levels. It's so brilliant. And there's 50 missions. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, enjoy that game for a long time. Yeah. And, and you can't. And once you go through all 50 missions. You could start over and just play all 50 missions again. And now for the winner of Game of the Year. The firstie goes to King's Dilemma by <laughs> Horrible <laughs> Guild. Hey, hey. <laughs> King's <laughs> Dilemma. King's <laughs> Dilemma. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so much fun oh. with that game. Oh, man. Welcome just... to the court, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. You don't know who your enemies are. You don't know who your allies are. Just keep talking and hope the vote goes your way. <laughs> Make a decision and stick with it until it doesn't work for you. <laughs> That's and right. Honestly, you're going to get hours and hours of fun out of this game. If you like convincing your friends to do things, this is the game for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> or arguing with your friends too <laughs> yeah. and if you like being suspicious of your friends who yes. think that they're trying to get you to do things that you otherwise wouldn't do this is the game for you yeah. if you like blocking your friend's success this is the game for you <laughs> <laughs> we can, there's a lot of things that we can say about this game that end with this is the game for you and I think that's why it was successful in winning this year's game right. of the year hey Mike if you like yeah. king making, this is the game for you. <laughs> Literal king making in this game, yeah. Yep. If you're looking for a way to vent at your friends through a game instead of real life, this is the game for you. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this year's Firsties Awards. We want to thank Yay! everybody who listened along all this year. We want to welcome all our new listeners, guys. We know there's a lot of you out there. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you check out some of these games. It's, Please um, do. You know, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Everybody yeah. should play Get that a one. Copy a copy today. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Any game on that list, you should grab it and make sure you play it so you can feel our pain with us. We have one available. Very cheap. Very <laughs> Congratulations to all our winners. You can go to our website to check out all of the nominees and the winners for this year's Firsties Awards. And if you get a chance, please like or subscribe to us on our social media. Check out our Instagram. Subscribe there. We have a lot of hilarious photos and videos there uh, for your enjoyment. Check out our YouTube channel and join us every Thursday night on Facebook Live for our live playthroughs where we fumble through our latest <laughs> games. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Happy gaming, explorers. Hey, Happy New Year! 2021! Time for another 100 plus games! <laughs>